Hello everyone. Welcome to Detox the Design podcast. This is your host Sanjay Reddy and this episode is going to be really interesting because we're going to talk about something related to transportation design. Now whenever we think about transportation design all that comes to our minds is those amazing crazy perspective sketches and those crazy photoshop renders and ideas models and so on. But today we're going to talk about the research part of it. The research that goes on into creating those design briefs in the first place. Now when I was at the design school I used to get all sorts of briefs design briefs where we were supposed to for example design a sports car for 2030 or a sedan for 2030 or something so today we're going to dig deeper into how that brief comes into existence like how do they design those briefs to talk about that I have Harsh Agarwal with me today and he pursued his masters in transportation systems and design from Arch Center California he makes use of virtual reality to execute his projects and he has interned as UX designer at Volkswagen he talks about the importance of research and how he organizes his research he divides his research into primary research and secondary research talks about how he generates those keywords and formulates the brief by the end of his research process so let's hear it from him harsh agarwal hi harsh welcome to detox and how is it there in the us hi sanjay thank you for inviting me today to take this excellent podcast and uh, uh it's it's been great over here and uh, yeah I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this uh, podcast today. So, yeah. yeah, I'm really excited, man, because I've been waiting for this uh, opportunity because uh, oh, we studied together in Italy and then you moved to US. So it's always uh, has been at the back of my mind, though I've been in touch with you and we've been talking a lot. But uh, today I would take this opportunity to, you know, uh, ask you a lot of things that I've always been wanting to ask you about what you studied and how it all went through so i am very stoked to be uh, you know uh, to have you here today so now you were a mechanical engineer who decided to go for transportation design and then you came to iad institute of applied arts and design in turin then after a year you went to art center college for design for masters in design in mobility and transportation design before we get into the details of you know what you studied at accd i would like to understand when was the time that you realized that mechanical engineering is not doing it for you <laughs> wow uh, this opened up uh, like very old memories so yeah <laughs> so yeah so i'll start with like after my 12th grade uh, i was always like uh wanted to be a part of the transportation industry like at that time i wasn't aware of this term like the transportation industry as much but it was more of automotive industry than i was uh, very inclined towards cars and automobiles and that's when i told my parents like i want to pursue uh, mechanical engineering because of uh, love love of cars so and i wasn't uh, aware of the design aspect of it like uh, if, if there is any other field we can pursue if you are into designing and sketching so uh, like as a child i was always into sketching and designing few things you know just like uh, cartoons and stuff mm-hmm. but uh, and that's that's what uh, encouraged me to pursue mechanical engineering and then uh, it was a pretty good experience uh, for me as uh, for me in mechanical engineering but you know i was always an average student but uh, uh, in second year i would say uh, i was uh, exposed to uh, like actual designing so there's a school in uh, pune yeah. maharashtra which is uh, mit school of design yeah and uh, i visited there and i saw like like the students are actually sketching and designing those uh, automobiles and like different aspects of yes. uh, design like the different fields of designing and uh, and at that time i realized okay this is not what i wanted to do like uh, this this was the exact kind of designing i want to pursue 
and uh, I was too scared to tell my parents like in the second year like should I pursue like should I just drop engineering or should I what what should I do so I didn't tell them and uh, uh, I started preparing for it in, in a way so I joined uh, theaters and I joined magazines and I started sketching uh, practicing sketching by myself a bit uh, not a lot and uh, after like i completed engineering i told my parents like this is not what i want to pursue in life and uh, uh, i want to do actual designing i should be able to do it and they were pretty understanding and uh, they were like okay let's let's uh, if you want to do that let's do that and by that time i think like all the uh, deadlines for indian colleges were closed Okay. For like NID and stuff like because I graduated in July and uh, after that I told my yeah. parents like, it took me courage to tell them like what I want to do. Uh, so I uh, after that like for two for, uh, like three to four months or like five months I focused uh, a lot on like exactly like I joined few institutes, uh, private institutes for sketching to develop that skill more uh, you know in detail. And uh, I applied to some Italian schools, and I also applied to uh, Art Center at that time. Okay. But uh, I got rejected because I did not have any portfolio, and my sketching was very uh, immature. Okay. Yeah. So I got into ERs, and uh, it was uh, I would say uh, it it was a mixed kind of experience for me. ERs was pretty pretty mixed up uh, experience. It was the first experience out of India for me. And uh, uh, definitely, uh, Italian culture, culture like uh, Europe. So it was a like dream come true. I was very excited about it. Like, yeah, I'm living by myself and like in yeah. a foreign country. So that was very exciting. But uh, when when it comes to like the designing part, so I would say, uh, yeah, I had some troubles over there because uh, I wasn't very good at sketching. I had a mechanical background. I was still learning how to sketch. And uh, there, I was competing with a lot of uh, students who had a background in sketching, like they did bachelor's in sketching. So I was competing with them, and I would say it wasn't a very good experience for me yeah. personally because I was still learning, and the competition was tough. The motivation wasn't coming out for me at that time, and gradually, you know, I would say it was something from my childhood. You know, I was always I was I always like to explore and research a bit, even as a child, mm-hmm. like what it is for. Like always ask this question, and I think it is also from my mechanical background as well, like to question okay. everything. Okay. Uh, why why are we doing this? And uh, but then what, what, at Iyad, what pushed you to think about art center again? Like why yeah. art center? Why not Umia or why not you know straight school of design in Paris or Potsdam in Germany? Why art center again? After like being in Italy, I got to learn the visa status as well. So when you are in US, when you are studying in US, you get the privilege of extended stay, which is like even if you are if you even if you have done completed your studies, you could stay for a job and you can search for it. And also yeah. ACCD course was a master's degree and it came under the STEM category, which provides you like uh, extended three years, like you can work without a sponsor. Okay. So that those things encouraged me and my family and friends, like, uh, like I got to talk to them more often about these things. So I was exposed to about these things. In US, you get this privilege, and in in Italy or in other European countries, it was quite tough to like once you had completed your studies to stay there, yeah. uh, finding a job. And I was aware like job finding is definitely a tough one to do that. Yeah, do that thing. So th- definitely, this was one of the criteria, the visa status, and the other thing was like also like to pursue the best. Why not? Why should go for like some other schools like to go for a class universities rather than i was al- already in a b class university so why yeah makes sense makes sense if, yeah if i'm if, if if my family and i'm ready to invest that much so why not to go yeah, for the best that's true how was the experience like when you went to accd can you describe the first ever lecture at accd 
from lecture there is one incident. It was our orientation, like it was second day of our orientation, and it was very surprising. Six people in the classroom, and I was okay. like waiting for other people to join the class, and I was like, okay, there are only six people in the like yeah. class. So that was quite interesting. That felt more, uh, you know, uh, like the right choice because there's like more attention and things mm. like that. The first lecture, like the second day of the orientation, the professor asked, like, how many of you guys read? And I was never into, like, reading a lot, like, novels or stuff. But, yeah, definitely I've developed a habit of, like, researching, uh, you know, reading few articles uh, on web, but nothing more, not more than that. And I was like, okay, and every, like, other six, other five people raised their hands, and I was the only one, like, and I was like, <laughs> I raise my hand? I was like, <laughs> Is, is this a good impression or not? And uh, yeah, so, you know, that was one of the things like the, the school, like the course was purely based on like uh, thorough research and then design. Mm. So, and that was really, really interesting. And that was the thing I was earlier mentioning that uh, I always had this thing to question myself, like, why am I doing this? And I think we are, like in most of the transportation, like uh, automotive schools or like the actually going to ask you you're a mobility and user experience designer and a ux researcher in the uh, let's say automobile industry you had experience of working at vw also as an intern so what does the ux researcher right user experience designer do at the automobile company okay so the ux is user experience and it's a very very broader term so i would say specific to automotive fields so there are two kinds so if there is a startup if there's a small company and and then if you're comparing as you mentioned volkswagen there are differences so like in a small startup and there are uh you know budget cracks so usually ux designer ux researcher is done by the same person and when they're like bigger industries, so there are bigger projects and they're like big budgets. So definitely there are two different teams for the mm-hmm. same. So yeah, like the basic difference I would say is basically a thin line. So UX researcher is, is the person who actually researches everything and the process is done very ethically. So there are few rules I would say, which usually big companies does follow. And mm-hmm. even like the small industry does follow like how a participant or how a candidate needs to be approached for a topic like how when when you are doing a primary research primary research is basically one-on-one interviews okay uh and like you do user journeys basically so that work is done by researchers okay. so you you travel with those participants you develop uh you develop a whole you know research guide like what what needs to be questioned what needs to be asked and they stick to uh basically researchers try to decode like uh, decode and read between the lines so in a, in a research field or specifically to ux we never just follow what a candidate or what a participant is just saying 
to try to read between the lines because most of the people or like participants are not able to not able to it's, it's more like trying to get to know like what exactly the problem is hmm. many many times even people do not know like if if you are designing a futuristic product so unless you show the product like it's very tough for a for a normal person to discuss problems and like the potentials of that product right, right. so you try, so you even you don't know what the product is you have a little thing in your mind like what it could be or like what are we trying to solve so you try try to decode those things so that all all those things are done by the ux researcher and then the role of designer comes into play where like they both come together to uh, you know uh, decode the process which is uh, going to a different phase of research which is uh like building insights and like what exactly uh, and grouping and categorizing all those like different uh things from all those participants usually like uh what is the sample size if i have to say like uh the user use ux uh, researcher so what is the sample like the least number of people that he need to talk to to you know reach to a certain conclusion uh so see that's a uh, very uh, difficult question to answer in terms of like it depends on what kind of project you are doing basically okay yeah okay so yeah i mean like larger the number of people it's better you know yeah so okay so i can put it in this way like this is the approach and like this is what my professor taught taught me once you start getting overlapping answers hmm. i think that's the right time you can put your research to stop okay, okay. and definitely Makes there's sense. a timeline like yeah definitely there's a timeline in industry and also a budget because like as a student we do not pay it other participants but in like in the real industry you need to pay like exactly provide some kind of uh, you know reward because you're taking their time oh wow yeah that's yeah. interesting like <laughs> Yeah. I I never yeah. thought that uh, they would also pay the person they are interviewing. Exactly. I mean you're taking their time like professionally it's done. So what so is the general be... timeline that you would have for the research part of it? Again, uh depends very much on like the project. On an art center I would say like each term is for like 14 weeks. So for the first 4 to 5 weeks we used to do the uh, research which is wow. which includes again which includes secondary research like reading online and like reading books about it about the topic and like finding the problem with the primary research and when we go to primary research basically those are the gaps which we are which we were not able to find in books or like online or in the articles and after like 4 weeks uh, for like next 2 to 3 weeks we you know decode all that research like we have a good amount of research and then we decode like what exactly the problem is you know concluding that research i would say that like this is the part i want to solve and give reasons to like why i'm not doing this why i'm not doing that and why am i doing this and why is this important mm-hmm. and then for the next 7 weeks we start designing the actual thing like what it is and then yeah and this is like because we have a 14 week term that's why this is a timeline but like for thesis uh usually our thesis go for like the final project goes for like four terms oh. and uh, yeah so in the first term basically we just do secondary research in the second term we do primary research like all 14 weeks extensive and then for one yeah it's very extensive and for the then for one year we just push to design part that's really amazing and i'm now wondering how you start documenting that research because it's really easy to go and talk to people but then even before that you would you know make certain questions and you know ask yourself a few questions first and then maybe after that you ask the other person what is what he is thinking about all this thing so yeah. i i i'm assuming like you would be working around the clock because you have to interview like talk to people and do the secondary research and then decode it so there's a lot of documentation going on totally yeah totally a lot of documentation so it requires different phases so okay so like to your question like how do you there's a work before going to actual interview so definitely you pro, uh, you make research guide 
right again and again because you don't want to get lost in research because uh, you have certain uh, already like a check marks you know because from the secondary research and then you want to go to the people and like people go like participants will tell their experience and you might lo get lost in those points so you that is the reason you make a research guide and uh, those questions help you stick to like what the main objective is right yeah so even i have some samples on, on um, i like to show you of like what a research guide exactly looks like yeah definitely that will that will be great yeah i can i can show you. Do, do, do you want me to show you right now yeah that will be great okay yeah so okay can you enable uh i, I yeah. don't have access to share right i'm just making you a host right there you go yeah. So, uh, and also like the, the part, I'll just share. So also the part you mentioned about documentation. So we do take consent of the participants, like we will be audio or video recording this conversation. Yeah. And uh, also we take field notes, uh, jot down like things, what types to us. And like, uh, usually uh, this is the way I used to do, like uh, just take few days and go out to people take their time and like interview two to four people at a stretch and that in that way like i also get better in taking interviews like after every interview i do realize like what i was missing and what this interview was going into so i try to cook up things in the second one and then uh, by the end of the day i used to you know document everything uh, i use excel sheet like digitally format the way it is done is the way we can we or i do it is what the question i ask i just make those categories an excel sheet and uh, and underneath so i make uh, i'll just show you so it will be much yeah, sure. because um if i was yeah to, i know it uh you know if i was to make excel sheets at all that would be so 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 depressing for me because no no, no. It, 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 like making excel sheet it does sound like very you know uh, uh, bad especially because we come from engineering background and most of our like uh, colleagues who went to uh, pursue jobs after engineering and they were all making excel sheets so that's why i think you're saying this yeah <laughs> I somehow get lost in those lines. And I I am so used to you know looking at a blank piece of paper to before I start something. So you wouldn't believe I document everything in InDesign. I don't use Excel sheets because I don't need the form oh, okay. it has. So I just make text boxes and I document everything on InDesign. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, could you see my screen? Yes, yes, I can see. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. Twenty-six year old man occupation doctor. Wow. Yeah. So you see like it has participants uh uh like information about so this is from my thesis, so it was purely based on like the kind of automo uh, automobile they use. Mm -hmm. So it's like a uh, few things about like about their lifestyle and about what kind of vehicle and their vehicle uh, journey types are. Right. Scenario tells about wait, uh, about journey types and the traffic tells about like what kind of traffic scenarios they usually deal with. Wow. And these are like observations. So these are about user journeys I did with people with participants. So user journeys are. It's a second phase of this primary research, I would say. So in first phase, you just interview, uh, like participants, you know, uh, and then the second phase, you like travel or you stay with those people, basically. Okay. Okay. When they are engaging in their specific activities. So in this form, I wanted to see like how, what are the driving activities when they are driving, what exactly they are doing. So that's why I was actually driving with them. I was role playing as an active passenger and mm -hmm. as a driver. So to see okay. like how do they behave when they're driving and when they are 
as a active passenger and then coming to the interview like what what exactly they are trying to say so very yeah. interesting and i like how yeah. you actually documented all these things very uh, neatly organized so yeah thanks to you <laughs> yeah so it has different categories like when people are doing in uh, you know personal vehicle shared vehicle different yeah. kinds of mobility and then i have different categories for india because i did research in india and in mm-hmm. united states so this is different way of categorizing it so it says about vehicle and then question and then quotes right. so quotes are basically what exactly those guys said those okay. participants said okay. and we usually distribute that in one liner because it's easier to decode one line rather than just a paragraph yeah right yeah and then like uh, again like looking at those points and again to my research uh, guide like what exactly the main points i want to focus on and then figuring out those keywords like categorizing those things into keywords and then into real finding from quotes to hmm. keywords and then what that key what that quote exactly meant okay okay so those are findings and then you categorize all those very interesting so this is like i also added some videos screenshots of uh, mm-hmm. the speedometer just for just for my reference uh, like what exactly was happening at that time um yeah so this quote here is whatever the person says you reduce it to this one liner right no no the quotes are uh, are you asking about quote or code quotes quotes no quotes are exactly what they said okay yeah what's the code so from from those quotes i just uh, discovered like i developed keywords like what mm-hmm. exactly they meant and then the code was what is the like meaning you know reading between the lines like what is why did okay. they said okay and then then i take these quotes then i go on a physical platform called a kj method so i use all these quotes put it on a post it uh, post it like sticky right. notes right stick it on the wall like from all the quotes like these are all the quotes okay okay from all the interviews okay and then i try to categorize like what quotes have similar meaning okay. categorize and then see the big bubble out of it like what exactly all those quotes mean so even before you know you go through all these things even before mm-hmm. uh, you actually decide kind of a person you would want to interview so there's a lot of work that needs to happen yeah. to even reach the point because through that you are you know designing the brief here right mm-hmm. first like you are formulating this brief first and then going for the design how do you come up with the let's say the segment or the particular area where you want to do that you know that research to build that brief yeah so like during our secondary research we developed hypothesis which is like slightly to be changed after that time interview so like after our secondary research we kind like because we are designers always our mind goes into like what exactly do we want to do or not mm. so like it's like we always start sketching somehow you know even not physically but even in our mind like what it could be when you yeah. are reading anything you tend to find some problems as a ux designer you tend to find some problems right. in the context so uh, you develop basically a hypothesis and then you work on your primary research which is like coming to the point you select participants so what i want to do like participants in united states which is like where exactly i want to do research Mm. uh in santa monica region downtown los angeles pasadena few things work in that way as well like uh as a student how much i can push myself mm. you know again it it brings back to like the timeline and the budget thing you know right and in that budget and in that timeline how much information can i get so mm. that's one of the reasons i selected the region the area where i want to do the research mm-hmm. because these are closer to my house where i live so definitely reducing those time hmm. and uh, this and this also talks about why am i considering those reasons so these reasons are considered based on like different kind of population and then yeah. so this, this project was based on like how people uh drive in different scenarios okay so i took like different reasons which is downtown which is like very crowded area pasadena which is has mixed kind of traffic and santa monica 
and then i come to participants so even this takes time from a secondary research and like what exactly I, because we have a hypothesis of a brief like what exactly want i uh, want to pursue so like what kind of participants like people who own personal vehicle four to five participants and the age group should be this and exactly in personal vehicle what i want to what kind of participants i want to pursue then right. participants in shared vehicle people using both shared mobility and personal vehicle so those are the categories and then i have like research questions over here so what is the research objective okay. behind every question Okay. and what is the research method i'll be using which is like formal interview audio recording i'll be using observation like i'll be seeing people observing what are their activities uh, i'll be taking field notes and i'll be taking video recordings as well and okay. then under this category what questions i'll be asking right and then again different category like what is the basic research objective behind that and then the whole question set of questions very interesting how you divide all these uh, questions and you yeah. know you have a thought behind and a reason behind everything that you ask right there are a lot of questions yeah. that come out of one single pointer that you have yeah exactly yeah that's that's really amazing and that sh- this shows how important it is to do the research to be so thorough with the research before you even go yeah. to design definitely it see research is one aspect of a design that will tell you like you are in the on the right track and you will have all the questions to your design thing yeah you know yeah. you won't be designing anything which is not required yeah yeah doing this part of research also helped because you know when i was there at a design school and when i was designing something for a brief even then we had to select users and you know all those things and uh, like professors you used to ask like why do you want to do this i don't think this is going to work etc so those mm-hmm. kind of questions that come up so i think yeah. that is when you are able to answer them and uh, exactly. you know that is where you defend because you have this strong research that is going behind okay. it yeah it's really yeah amazing. definitely that is that is one of the personal reasons you know you uh you defend yourself and you mm-hmm. have answers to everything yeah. but on a broader point of view if you see like you're designing the right thing basically yes, that's yeah. what exactly matters exactly like if at the end of the day what whom who are you designing for and if those participants and if those end users are happy and it, and your small product or like whatever the product is your small experiences mm-hmm. best satisfy those customers or users i mean right you are a good designer and i i saw a lot of uh, i saw the headings it said intervehicular proximity yeah so that is your your thesis right yeah that is my thesis so tell me yeah. something about that project the terms sound really interesting because we never really talk about the proximity between the vehicles so yeah definitely again this uh, this topic came out of my personal experiences because i was born and brought up in india and uh, i moved to like different countries like i stayed in italy and i stayed in us united states i wasn't driving in italy or in europe but i, I started driving in united states and then uh, we believe so much gap between the two vehicles yeah and it's so much different in india because yeah um it's pradesh and i've driven in uh delhi region and like people there I driving like bumper to bumper when i started driving here like uh people and i started driving the way i used to drive in india like okay. just like uh, rented i just rented a car and it was basic basically my instinct i started driving the same way i used to drive in india and people over here freaked out like i i got feeling so good so my so many driving slams and uh, people around <laughs> freaked out and i was like very comfortable like what why are they like honking on me like what what's the problem and right that's, and that's where this idea struck me like what happens when there are autonomous vehicles mm. like will right now we are the like uh, there are people behind the wheel there's a distance like what makes them comfortable they they manage that distance mm. and uh, I was like, what happens when there are autonomous vehicles? What will be that comfortable distance for the two extremes, which is like India and United States? Will it be same? 
all yeah. across the globe those distances and that was like the you know the starting point of my thesis and that's what uh, my thesis required to do research in india and united states and like coming to back coming back to that uh, research part so that was again interesting because i did research in uh, united states hmm. and i had same research guide for indian context as well okay and it it worked in united states but when i reached india and i started doing my primary research over there like it was so different like uh, like the same research guide like discussion guide didn't work in the in, in india because the culture was different the participants were different and like the modes of uh, mobility are different so i had to make it altogether a different different discussion guide uh, to connect with participants over there right because okay. if you if you just say like uh, okay what will you do you can't ask questions but as i mentioned earlier like you can't ask questions when there is enough when about hypothetical products yeah if you ask question like what you will do in an autonomous vehicle if you're driving uh a driverless car what you will use like people won't be able to connect that's why you need to read between the lines and yeah that was that was really interesting makes to sense. see the two extremes the two cultures and uh, i and this was like the basic approach of my thesis to uh, compare two streams and find out those distances like what are those so what was the conclusion of the thesis like what was the yeah. so point? conclusion yeah so conclusion of my thesis was to find out like those actual distances in india and in united states for autonomous vehicles so okay. uh basically i used a virtual reality platform for that the final result of my thesis was uh, finding uh, quantitative data that is like the distances for the two extremes which is india and united states okay. and also the qualitative data which is like why are those distances why does that distance uh, those distances matter hmm. for participants so basically i built out the whole ecosystem in virtual reality and uh put participants in in uh, in vr which would give them like one to one scale experiences and uh, i used to ask questions like to perform different activities in virtual reality and i was also calculating the distances from their vehicle to other vehicles okay it's very interesting for me because uh, i never really thought about this you know this uh, idea of uh, Uh, the intervehicular proximity because like you said it's very different and i've been in europe for close to 2 years and i did not drive there but mm-hmm. i can relate to the fact when you say that you were driving as you were driving in india yeah uh by default because yeah and i It could say that distance. yeah and uh, i actually can relate to that because i started walking on the streets of italy like i would walk in india in delhi so yeah. people were going crazy when they saw me walk like that because i wasn't paying attention to anything i was just walking across the roads and that was something that i realized that okay no this yeah. is not what i should be doing because it's not right like we do it in india but it's not right it's not how it works there so i do understand when you say that you know you were driving like that by default because you're so used to it and it it somewhat comes somehow comes mm. natural to you right yeah the question that i asked uh, before like how do you reach the point where you think okay this is the point on which i'm going to build my primary research on so i think like you said it stems from experiences like your experiences right so yeah. that is the the starting point of your project it's a bit different if you have a brief mm. but when you're like uh, you know starting from the scratch mm. then i think it's uh, based on the experiences and so Definitely. how was this different when you were working at vw uh so specifically for this project uh, the project i did in vw we were given an open brief like what might be the future of robo taxis and uh, we were doing research around it like what is what might be the future like looking to all kind of scenarios what what is ride hailing what is ride sharing mm-hmm. 
what kind of robot actions do we want to develop mm-hmm. or like is it kind of shared or is it like very personal what what okay. will be the experiences so researching about those things and then finally we came to like interviewing people uh, within within the industry so it was a small project so we we were just trying to like push this project so you know uh, we were doing uh, in house research mm-hmm. and uh, primary research and through our research we came to this conclusion of like there are definitely things of which are subjected to uh, onboarding and deboarding of a vehicle okay yeah so what might be the uh, experiences when there is no driver when specific to when you are boarding a vehicle and you are deboarding a vehicle autonomous vehicle when you are just there when you are just by yourself so we kind of used virtual reality platform and uh, for the same and we developed a whole ecosystem for the for the testing part we had the participants from outside vw and we made a physical bank and uh, we tested uh, we just overlapped the whole digital model to that physical uh, model and we tested out people like people entering in those in that vehicle and then sitting on a chair which was exactly in a mesh with the digital model okay and uh, they used to drive the vehicle we used to drive the vehicle around physically and they the people got an experience and they used to talk uh, nice. to us back like what the experience was and we got pretty good insight it was a research project it wasn't a like product based project mm-hmm. it was a research project so we got we got really good insights like what an inclination towards yeah. like what it might be and what in what direction do we need to move okay so right. that was pretty good yeah very interesting so when you do these researches so i'm going to ask you one last question about your research part secondary research mm-hmm. so you said you go to these online and you read about stuff so are mm-hmm. there any particular platforms or something that you always you know keep a track of see so initially to start the research i know it you know you you may you might get lost because mm-hmm. you are not aware or you don't have that much knowledge about the topic you yeah. just have like few experiences and like few things in your mind so basically uh, you know what i do is i follow google uh, pdf so just like type in few things read a few articles like uh, you know quick articles not dive deep dive into like reading or uh, like huge articles mm-hmm. but uh, get the gist out of it again develop keywords so even for secondary research to document a lot i can imagine like there's a lot of documentation going on yeah so from reading few things we develop a few keywords like which are you know are are in relation to our brief mhm so basically we make keywords and then we search for those keywords okay and then then looking for specific authors like have they written anything about it uh, about the topic or anything about okay. things related to it and then we look for we look for authors and how much their work has been published like how much the reach the reach they have got so is it like uh, because we don't we don't want something which is like a school project kind of thing right yeah, yeah. we don't want to base base our uh, in base our knowledge based on like one project or one thing so right. that's why we would try to collect like have different perspectives from all kind of things so yeah so if you see like this is like the qualitative approach i read papers from universities so say university basically what the theme was the conclusion of that paper what were the tags tags related to those research uh, keywords that i want to okay. research again the methodology specific to what they are using the okay is there because they they tend to when they are in a research they tend to adopt different methodologies so i i make a data out of that also like if i can use that later or not and what was the gap and what was the the things which they were not addressing okay so so this kind of thing and then on the upper hand like this is this could be very personal you know like everyone has their own way of doing it yeah this is yeah. my way yeah. which is like and i'm color code everything which is like relatable does not relate that much relate hmm. but unreliable source hmm. and it, so something like this interesting very interesting yeah and then 
after that, uh, after this thing, I had keywords and I started focusing more on my keywords, which is like culture and proximity. Culture, proximity. Yeah, culture, proximity, and senses. Hmm. So these are all the readings from different authors and like what they exactly meant. And uh, here is the, like the category. What what is the theme? What, yeah. Uh, what is the final conclusion? What they claimed and what is the final question? Like okay. the question which I want to ask. Yeah. Right. And then culture activity and activity involved. So these were like the main, my main keywords. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting because I have never done a research like this. Not even close to it. Like because I never spent so much time on building a brief, yeah. which is so important. And yeah. thank you for sharing all that with me. Oh, it was really sure. insightful, and I never thought people do that much work on research. Yeah, I never thought like this. This yeah. is the level of uh, work that you need to put into even before you have a brief, right? Exactly. So, exactly. and I'm sure like when you go actually into the industry, the work even increases manifold. This research and everything. Definitely, uh, I mean, depends. So as I earlier mentioned, like if you are working in a small industry or a startup, you know, like the the two roles of a UX researcher and design sometimes conducted by the same person. Yeah. So then there, it's altogether a different experience. You know, yeah. you you get your hands on everything. That's, yeah. That's pretty amazing. But in a bigger industry, you have your specific roles. Basically, yeah. there are people for everything. There are different departments. So there is a research department. There is a design department. So the work gets distributed and you don't have that much workload. And then, right. I mean, it has its own pros and cons. Right. So, you know, uh, like as uh, as in, in every industry, like even in engineering, engineering field, like the startup world is like you get your hands on. on yeah, everything. that's true. That's true. And in big industry, you get the, you know, uh, see like how the things work in a real industry. Yeah. With big budgets, you're dealing with big budgets. Right. So I think it's experience. It's, Right. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, one last uh, thing that I would want to ask uh, in this podcast is, so we have a lot of students from India who are going mm-hmm. for design in general or transportation design in particular, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of students are going for transportation design. So anything that you want to suggest to design aspirants and also to design students who are already, you know, in the design school. First, let's talk about design aspirants. I think which, which might be important for both kind of both categories, uh, which is, uh, uh, you know, you need to harness your skill mm. at every point because technology is changing at a very, very fast pace. Yeah. And, you know, just, just by the skill that you can sketch won't help at this point. So I'm, I'm talking about uh, the designers who are really into just sketching, like specific to automotive and like illustrators. Yeah. There are definitely jobs, uh, a lot of jobs, industries just based on illustrations and uh, sketching, but uh, the time is changing and I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I have a background in automotive industry and transportation industry, so I'm talking from that point of view because the okay. industry is changing at a very fast pace, uh, yeah. there'll be like autonomous vehicles. You won't be driving that much. So like, you know, uh, the exteriors, uh, how how fancy the car is looking, how beautiful the car is looking definitely does matter, but like the experiences matter much more. Exactly, yeah. So I would say definitely focus on the sketching part, but also get an X factor, like look for an X factor within yourself like what makes your sketches or like what makes your work uh, different from others because because I feel like uh, there are so many schools and like uh, even like art center college or creative TCD college creative yeah. college for art I mean even for and like there are so many number of institutes good institutes a class universities which produce uh, students which have like amazing sketching skills yeah but yeah, but like there are not these many openings in the industry. Hmm. So you need to have that X factor, which is, uh, which might be anything. So even I, I would give my example over here. So 
even there are so many UX researchers and designers. So I kind of uh, developed X Factor, I would say, in specific to AR and VR, okay. augmented reality and virtual reality, which uh, helps me push my portfolio and push myself forward in terms of like I can do research and I can also prototype using future technologies. And at this moment, most of the industry, specific to automotive industry, there's a race. I would say like each industry is competing, competing between each other, like based on how much future technology they can push themselves. Yeah. You know, like using future technologies like AR and VR. So, right. and uh, I still feel like I'm missing out on so many things. So, like I'm trying to learn more things every day, like how I can push my portfolio. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely that is, I would say, like the most important thing. Yeah. Like, just do not base on one skill. It shouldn't okay. be based on one skill. Okay. You need to be jack of a lot of traits, I would say. Okay. That's really mm-hmm. insightful. Thank you. Thank you so much for yeah. offering that advice. And thank you so much uh, for taking your time out and joining me uh-huh. on this podcast. And I would be really looking forward to have you further more conversations with you. And Definitely. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad, Sanjay, that... Uh, of being a part of this podcast, but really that uh, you have taken that this initiative to through this podcast. Like as I mentioned, like I, I did engineering basically because I had no idea like what the design field looks like, and this would definitely encourage so many students who blindly go into uh, different fields because they're not aware of the designing design field. So I think like this is really amazing uh, initiative from your side. Thank you, thank you so much.